0: Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus, pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hi, I'm Rosalinda Rivera, and I'm excited that you've joined us today. This is a topic that is going to touch you. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be talking about food and healthy and good habits. And I have the woman that has written the most incredible books on this topic I know I'm an author. I really, I read books. I don't read that many, but I read this book and it is something that I still need help applying to my life. And you guys get ready because our guest today is just going to be an answer to prayer. That's the way I'm going to put it. And I'm so happy to have Susan Neal with me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Rosalinda.
0: It's great to see your beautiful face. And if you guys are listening online, get ready. You're going to, you might even have to stop your car because you're going to have to take notes today. The first time I met you, I think you won an award for your book. (laughs) And then the following time I heard you speaking, I said, I have got to go meet this girl. I need her number. I need help. (laughs) Guys, she's an RN. She's a health coach, a Christian woman of God, and she really, her passion is to show you how to reclaim your health and ideal weight. Yep, your ears have perked up now by giving you knowledge about unhealthy foods and solutions for resolving negative eating habits. Oh boy, you're convicting me right now. She's a certified Christian health and wellness coach with the American Association of Christian Counselors. And you've also worked as a kidney transplant nurse. She personally has helped the Torres family walk through uh, some of our most difficult moments. Many of you guys know my mom has been overcoming and going through kidney disease, but we praise the Lord, God has extended her life. And you have your master's degree in health science, and you have Use your medical knowledge and the Bible to recover your health and weight. Taking a biblical approach. Guys, um, dementia is real. Um, These health issues are real. We can turn it around with what we eat. And it's difficult. I'm going to tell you, I struggle with that. So when I saw her book, Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbs. Oh my gosh. And then you have a study guide for that as well.
1: My my readers let me know that they needed more to address the emotional connections they had with food. So then the next year, I wrote Christian Study Guide for Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar uh, okay, and Carbohydrates.
0: Well, I, I don't have that, so I'm going to have to get a hold of that one. <laughs> So Susan, um, let me ask you a question. Why did you? I mean, I see you, and you look very healthy to me. Like, what made you think about writing the seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates?
1: Well, uh, so many times it's the the Romans eight twenty eight, isn't it? It's where our difficult times. You know, we have compassion for others because we we've experienced the the difficulty, the trauma, the disease, the illness, and. So um, a decade ago when I was uh, 49, I started going through a health crisis and it was from an abscess tooth, had it for like nine, 10 months, didn't know it, it poisoned my body. I had 10 medical diagnoses, two surgeries. I was so sick. I could barely get out of bed. I had multiple doctors, you know, at some point they're just like, didn't know what more to do Mm. for me. And you know, I used my nursing background, I used my medical, you know, ability to be able to to decipher and read and understand and and incorporated other methods to heal, and I recovered. And so, you know, I have a heart and I have an understanding for, I have a gluten sensitivity, I have, you know, um, a candida overgrowth that overtook my eating habits, I was, you know, eating Ghirardelli chocolate every night. And so oh,
0: don't um, me.
1: I I have compassion. And so I thought, wow, these would, these, you know, this book would really help others.
0: Yeah. And, you know, coming from a point of view from somebody that, you know, you, it's not just about losing weight or looking good. Like you were really sick. And, yes. and and you had to find a solution. I remember that when you were sharing your testimony. I mean, you were speaking, but you were speaking from your heart like it was a very
1: serious situation. You know, since then, um, I've had the gluten sensitivity that I found out about. And then I've also suffered with adrenal fatigue. So... But I did recover from the 10 medical issues and and I did have the two surgeries and I did recover from that a decade ago.
0: Okay, I'm not a nurse, so answer that question. So what is adrenal fatigue?
1: (laughs) It's when uh, your adrenal glands are little glands on top of your kidneys and they're part of your uh, endocrine system and they secrete cortisol. So when you have a very stressed, high-powered job, (laughs)
0: <laughs> and okay. you got to talk to me, girl. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and you have so much going on that um, the cortisol has to perk you up, perk you up, you know, as well as the caffeine and, and the caffeine makes the cortisol. And then you're wearing those adrenal glands out. And so. Um, at some point, those adrenal glands are like, okay, I'm fatigued. I'm going to take a break here, and I'm not going to release much cortisol. You need to lower your stress level. You need to decrease your caffeine, you know, and you need to take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. How did you know that that was an issue? Like, what what would somebody maybe... Feel is it just like if you feel tired, or is there anything that kind of gave you a clue that you had that?
1: Yes, and it, but it's more than just feeling tired. It's like a it's like an exhaustion kind of feeling. <laughs> it's like what is wrong with me? I'm just so utterly depleted, and just the caffeine keeps me going through the day. Right. So. That's the type of feeling from the adrenal fatigue. And um, I had saliva testing done to um, check the cortisol levels and to oh, get diagnosed now. Yeah. by a physician that I had adrenal fatigue.
0: So do, I mean would our my regular physician be able to do a test like that? Mm,
1: I went to more of a, a more of a specialist, but this was also a decade ago and a decade ago that was kind of new.
0: Do you believe there's a an actual root cause to when a person gets hooked on sugar and refined carbohydrates? And I'm asking you this question, I don't even know if I want the answer here, but I think you're <laughs> going to speak to me today.
1: Yes, yeah, so there's there's numerous reasons why why we get addicted to to the you know those refined carbohydrates and sugars and one is just lack of knowledge we just don't realize that eating this food from food manufacturers instead of eating God's food you know out of the garden or off the ranch that that those foods are harmful and so you know we lack that knowledge we don't understand what foods are healthy and what foods are not two this year has just been full of stress eating. Oh my goodness. Stress eating, you know, with the pandemic and, and all that we've gone through. Three is uh, an emotional connection to food. You know, we've all sustained trauma in our lives. You know, life is not easy. And so, you know, some of those traumas then, um, you know, get us to find comfort in our food. We, stuff our anger with food we you know cover up our sensitivities you know with food so we turn to food instead of to the lord so we need more deep spiritual healing then that's three a fourth reason is um food addiction and Mm. uh mri imaging they have found that a um cocaine addict versus a food addict have the same brain receptors highlighting in the MRI of their brain. So the sugary foods, the wheat, wow. it goes to this, the same brain receptors as opiate drugs. And you get addicted to sugar and refined carbohydrates and alcoholic beverages because they turn into sugar. Right. Um. And, you know, just like you can the, um, the opiate drugs. Wow. And then the fifth <laughs> reason is a candida overgrowth. That's what I had. Candida is a yeast that grows just a little bit in your gastrointestinal system. And normally we have a balance of the yeast and a balance of the probiotics, and they're, you know, they're good. But when we take antibiotics, we go through chemotherapy, whatever, you know, it may be. And it wipes out those good probiotics in our gut. Well, even though I'm a nurse, I was never uh, taught to re-inoculate my gastrointestinal tract with probiotics after I take an antibiotic
0: is this something that we should be taking every day or do we just after we've been sick? What do you think?
1: Well, if you have taken antibiotics or then you should go ahead and take a round of probiotics, maybe for a couple months. And I recommend 10 different strains of the microorganisms in one bottle the next month get another bottle with 10 different strains of microorganisms in the third month, get a third bottle with 10 different strains. And by then you should be okay. But for me, my, I had just such a major overgrowth that um, I still take a uh, probiotic. So I feel as though, you know, I need it. I want to make sure that my, my gut is healthy a- And in November of 2020, a scientific article came out that linked a lack of gut microbiome diversity and Alzheimer's disease.
0: Really? Yes. Wow. Wow. Because we know we've dealt with that in our family. And so, you know this. I'm so interested because I want to make sure what can I do now so that I can prevent when yes. I'm 60, 70, 80. So, okay. So now let's break this down in layman's terms. So you're saying there's a connection with Alzheimer's, and explain that long. Lack of,
1: <laughs> of a lack of um, probiotics in your okay. in your gastrointestinal system. Okay. So, and the probiotics get wiped out normally through antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So, you should uh, eat sauerkraut or kimchi because okay. those two are really good natural forms of probiotics.
0: Oh, good. I have sauerkraut on my counter and I love eating it right out of the jar. Can you believe that? That's- I. Yay, okay, I'm feeling good about
1: one thing here, okay. <laughs> That's great. You shouldn't drink kombucha, because kombucha has wild strains of yeast in it, even though it's got some, um, ah. so don't drink kombucha. That's a big
0: thing right now, do you know that? Like, it's like, oh, people yeah. are going to Starbucks, they're going here, I saw it on the shelf in Kroger, and it's like the new wave, you know, to drink that, so you're saying stay away from that.
1: Yes, yep yep it okay. is absolutely a big trend my daughters love it well if you're going to drink it um just drink a small amount there's a lot of sugar in it too so it can it can contain yeast in there i i know it does i've made my own kombucha so when it's made out of a big um scoby yeast and it keeps growing and growing oh boy so you you don't want to eat that but then you want to take a probiotic supplement. And, um, and if you have, um, if you're craving sugar, refined carbohydrates or alcoholic beverages, take my test. It's called a quiz. It's called Candy Quiz, C-A-N-D-I quiz And that will tell you if the symptoms that you are having could potentially be um, related to an overgrowth of candida.
0: Oh, this is great. I think all my girls that are here on my team, we're all going to get on there. And we're going to go to, so is it Candy, C-A-N-D-I, quiz.com? Yes. Okay, we're doing it. I, I don't know <laughs> if I want to see any, if anybody's going to see my results, but I'm going to take this. And find out. Look, Susan. One of the things that really just appeals to me about your approach is that everything is tied to the scripture. Yes. And I do remember um, in reading your book about finding these scriptures, like putting them on the wall, putting them in different places, just absorbing, you know, the Word of God into our life to help us because. You know, so many times we we diet and we try and then you fall back. You feel like you, you know, oh, man, I'm such a loser. I can't do this. And then you got to get up and go again. How can we change our mindset to overcome eating, um, poor eating habits?
1: Well, and that is through the Lord. It really is. So uh, a scripture that I I had at that time was don't drink too much wine for many evils lie along that path. Be filled instead with the Holy Spirit and controlled by him. So I'd put that. And then, you know, instead of wine, you could say potato chips. You could say, you know, croissants. You could say whatever. Show (laughs) nuts. Put that on your refrigerator. Put that on your pantry. Okay. When you are tempted... You want to recite the word of God out loud. You want to pull up the Lord's sword and slice that temptation right away. That's what you want to do. And then you also want to have your support system. You want to have a prayer and accountability partner. So, uh, you, you know, you you go to that person. You go to that person for prayer. You ask them to pray for you. You have accountability. So you want to bring, you know, other aspects. You know, just praying, praying. You know, reaching out and praying. And um, you also want to eat God's foods. So you want to look at your plate, and you want to say, okay did this come out of a garden? Can I recognize this food? Or is this food been so distorted and chopped up and shredded and refabricated into a a chicken, whatever (laughs) piece of chicken, and and that it's just, you know, doesn't even resemble what it was supposed to be. The food, it's a food-like substance versus God's food. So evaluate your plate and simply eat God's foods and not the food manufacturers.
0: That line has stuck with me since I heard you say it years ago. Um, and it just, I just kind of recall that in my mind, you know, when I'm looking at things, or when I'm shopping for things, you know, one day you said something and I don't know if it was in your book or I heard you speaking somewhere. Um, but you were talking about, uh, grain, like you said, the amber ways of grain, like the song. And it used to talk about it cause it waved, but now they have just modified it or they've changed so many things. Is that what's causing these allergies today? I mean, what do you think about that?
1: Yes. Gluten-related disorders have increased by 400% since the 1960s. Well, do you know what happened in the 1960s? Uh, Grain went from the four feet tall amber waves of grain to a foot and a half, Mm. two feet tall, short. It is drought resistant and uh, it can feed the world. It's prolific. Unfortunately, the gluten molecule in this new hybridized type of wheat is so large, so large that the human body has a very difficult time digesting it. So I believe that's why gluten-related disorders have increased 400% in the past 50 years.
0: I mean, we're hearing about everybody has an allergy, you can't take, you know, when I was growing up, we brought whatever for lunch at school. Today, it's like you have an allergy table, you've got this. I mean, none of that existed when I was growing up. And now it's like, it seems like everybody's allergic to something. And I think it's, it it is, it's the food that we're putting it in. It's the processes. I mean, we're not even eating real stuff. I remember getting Um, Chicken nuggets, you know, like a mom, I'm busy. I'm like, I need something microwavable. And then it said something like it may contain and had all these different things that were not chicken. (sighs) And I thought, uh, okay, I hope there's some chicken in there, you know, and it's right on the front of the bag. And, um, I just, oh my goodness, there's so much going on with that, but I do know this. I know that God wants us to be healthy and whole. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's something that, you know, as listeners, you know, I've talked about this struggling with my weight. Um, I started actually a Facebook group called, um, uh, it's just praying through winning through weight loss with prayer. And I tell them, it's not because I'm like the skinny person that's done it all right, but because I need that too. And so that accountability, that Facebook group, it was only going to be three friends. And in 24 hours, we had 200 people join it. And I was like, aha, this is supposed to be private. But you know what? It is um, something where I was going on there and other people are going on there doing devotionals. And it's it's a Facebook group. Anybody can join it now. And it's just kind of self-community kind of ran but I would bring a word and I know people were blessed by it, but it was accountability that I needed in my life. And so it's been very, very helpful. I do not want dementia. I rebuke that I'm not receiving it, but I know I've had an issue with sugar and and there is a correlation. And so, you know, what what happens if somebody does get off of sugar and carbs, what are the results that you're seeing?
1: Well, Some people lose like 15 pounds in three weeks.
0: Hallelujah! (laughs) I need to do that.
1: (laughs) Your palate returns to normal the way God intended for it. So instead of something that um, you don't require really sweet stuff anymore. And then when you go to drink that soda that is loaded with sugar and you've been off of it and you taste it and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is way too sweet Mm -hmm. because your palate returns back to normal. So your joints quit aching. You uh, have clarity of mind. Oh, as authors, we've got to have clarity of (laughs) mind to write, to produce, to create. You know, so my motto is to inspire others to improve their health so they can serve God better because uh, yeah. we can we can fulfill God's purpose for us in our lives if we are not sick and if we have clarity of mind and and we are of good sound body and mind
0: yeah and you know speaking about the mind Can getting off sugar and carbs actually help prevent dementia and Alzheimer's?
1: Oh, absolutely. It is like one of the number one things. I have a pamphlet for sale for like $5 on my website. It's like how to prevent, improve, and reverse Alzheimer's and dementia. And it's 24 different interventions. And number one is the diet. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Get eight hours of sleep. Make sure your vitamin D level is good. Are you getting vitamin D? Make sure your B12 level is good. Do you have good oral hygiene? You know, getting like a water pick. I mean, just like lots of little things that you can do, implement at home. Exercise 30 to 60 minutes. Just go for a walk. Right. You know, five times a week. So... There's a lot of things that we can do to prevent and improve Alzheimer's and dementia.
0: Yeah. And I think that we have to do this now. Um, you know, so many, especially, you know, women, men and women, but, you know, they have struggled with that, with self-image, with emotionally eating, you know, not being responsible in that area. And so, you know, today I, I have a max trainer is the exercise. And if you do 15 minutes, it will, you will be breathing hard, I think, like for hours later. So I've worked myself back up to four minutes. It is rough. It's a stair climber, elliptical, all in one. And you will feel your heart come out of your chest. But I love it. And my goal is to do it 100 days. I gave myself a goal 100 days in a row to do it every single morning, making it a part of my life because my lifestyle, you know, it's not going to change. You know, life has gotten busier. You know, this is what God's called me to do. You know, I travel a lot. I've been on planes the last month, all over the place, um, doing different conferences here with our family and the ministry. But I have to be in shape to handle that. And I I just don't want to deal with this dementia. I've seen my mom go through it. It's very, very difficult. And um, so look, guys, this is God's warning to us. We've got to heed the warning. We've got to try. And I want to encourage people that have tried and failed not to stay in that position of stuck. If you say, I've tried, but it didn't work. Try, try, try again, because we still have life in us. But the end of our life is going to be determined by what we do today. And I know that God will give us the strength. That's, that is going to be the key factor is that when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, he cleanses our mind. He renews our soul. He refreshes us. So what you need, God can provide so that you can get a hold of this. i I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you actually have an audio book, right? Is, is yours oh, on yes. The audio? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, actually, I have it on audio and I have a paperback. And every once in a while, I hit it and I'm like, I need to constantly put this before my mind so I can go forward with this. You know, um, I I was reading a, a scripture here that I, I know is dear to your heart, too, about the thief. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy, you know, but I always say, you know, it says that God said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. You know, how does that relate to you in the work that you do?
1: of Americans, the Center for Disease Control says 50%, over 50% of Americans have a chronic illness and over 40% suffer with obesity. So it is as though Satan has gotten to us through our palates, you Mm -hmm. know, from our lack of knowledge. And so I am trying to go out there and educate so that the body of Christ can be healthy, and that we can minister to others.
0: So important. It's gonna make a difference in your whole life. It's gonna make a difference in your, you know, just losing five pounds. It's like all of a sudden you have energy and you, yes. it's like self image, everything that women struggle with, but you can do it guys. This is a, a different kind of podcast than I do. This one is about health um, and it's very dear to my heart, especially with what's going on in my life right now, personally with my family. You just don't want to live your whole life. And in those last years, struggle because we could have done something differently. So I heed it as a warning from the Lord. But also, like, it's joyful. You know, food can be our friend. We yes. can enjoy it. I can only imagine what your farm looks like, um, you know, and being able to grow things. I passed by a farm the other day, and they had this, like, portable um, greenhouse, do-it-yourself. And I told my friend, I'm ordering one for my husband. He's a vegan. And so he's gotten on the health trip way better than I have. He started five years ago because his dad was dying. And he went through, I think it was 18 surgeries in the last two years of his life. I mean, from diabetes to losing a leg, to replacing a vein, to a heart, to a pacemaker. Mm. And when he passed away, he turned to me and he said, I will not die this way. And he loved his father, but he said, I will not die this way. And the next day, five years ago, he became a vegan and he is such a strong willed man. He does it. You know, we definitely eat a lot less meat in our house because of his lifestyle. And, but we can do even more. This is something that we have to have because we've got to do it for our kids. You've got to do it for yourself. You know, this stuff of being, you know, I've struggled with it being overweight. Okay. So I'm not talking at anybody. Man, your knees hurt, your back hurt. And one of my friends, Susan, worked for Weight Watchers, Mm -hmm. and she gave me this analogy one time. I've never forgotten it. She said, go down to Kroger or wherever you are, food line, whatever. She said, go get a 25-pound bag of dog food. Put it on your shoulder like you're going to buy it. She goes, then walk around one aisle and come back. She goes, this is what you're carrying on your knees and your ankles and your back. And it was such a visual. And so look, today, if you're listening, you can do it. You can overcome this. I need that prayer too. And Susan, I would love to end this time together with you praying for anybody that has struggled and that wants to make a difference in their life.
1: Okay, thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you and we just thank you so much for your grace and your mercy to help us in our times of need, Lord. Yes, we are here before you and we ask that you help um, all of us to improve our health. Help us to look at food and understand that you gave it to us for our nourishment as well as our enjoyment. Help us to eat your foods and not be tricked by the food manufacturers. Help us to turn to you for emotional support for decisions for stress relief help us to always turn to you help us to to wean ourselves off of these sugars and carbs and unhealthy food and get our palates to the way you created them to be so that we are enjoying crunchy pomegranates and fresh strawberries lord and and all the delicious fruits that you gave us for our desserts and um Bless Rosalinda in her ministry and their church and everything they're a steward of, Lord. Jesus, through your heavenly name we pray.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you, Susan. It is always a joy to connect with you. I know you probably have another project up your sleeve. I can't wait to see what it
1: is. Uh, I have a children's book coming out this year called Eat God's Foods.
0: Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Moms, get it. Get it for them. Now, is it written for the child to read? Yes, it's
1: a picture book. A picture oh, book called so Eat good. God's Foods. Yeah, so it teaches them when they're little, like five. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. We got to, And if we start that young then it'll be a better understanding. So look, I love everything, Susan Neal. So guys, follow her. i telling you because I know she loves the Lord. And awesome. you can
1: find me at SusanUNeal.com. That's N-E-A-L.
0: Awesome. And everything that she's writing is really based on the word of God. And we can do it together. I know that your life is going to be so different. So I just want to encourage all of our listeners. And always remember that when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for adults and youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.